Jesus Christ, this kid's scared shitless. I'm gonna go in and talk to him. Hey there. My name's Detective Holiday. What brings you in here this evening, young man? I, uh... I did something bad. I did something really bad. Okay. Before we get into it, would you like some water, a coffee, a coke or something? Water's fine. Hey, can we get this kid some water, please? Alright. Now why don't we start from the very beginning? Tell me step by step everything that happened leading up to what you did. Okay. I live in Brooklyn with my girlfriend. We've been living in the city for about three years now. I work for a social media marketing company. And my girlfriend Michelle is an elementary school teacher. She started going to this new yoga studio in the neighborhood a while back. At first she only went once or twice a week, but more recently it's been almost every day. So why this sudden interest in yoga? She made a friend at the studio. This woman named Nadia. Shelly only wanted to start going to the studio to get out of the house and get a little exercise. But once she met Nadia, things became just completely different. In, in what way? Well, it wasn't just about exercise anymore. Shelly got way into the philosophy of yoga and meditation from talking to Nadia. All this stuff about the connection between body and soul, being free, living longer... So, they saw each other outside of the studio then? Yeah, a lot. They would go get tea or something to eat after like every session. Did you ever meet this Nadia lady? Yeah, but that wasn't until the meditation retreat. What meditation retreat? Nadia invited us on a three-week meditation retreat upstate. Oh my gosh, Shelley. I have an idea in mind that I think would be so great for you. Ooh, what is it? There is this amazing meditation retreat that only happens once a year. And I just know that you would benefit so much from it. Ooh, that sounds cool. What's it like? So, it takes place on this beautiful property upstate. And for three weeks, you can relax, expand your mind, and just be free. It's run by some of the most wonderful people, and I think you would absolutely love it. Wow, okay, that's amazing. But I just don't know if I can up and leave for like three weeks. Why not? Didn't you say that you have your summer vacation coming up? I do, but I don't know if I could just leave James for that long. It would be kind of unfair to him. We always do something together for my summer break. Well, Shelley, you have to stop thinking like that. You were so tied down here in the city. Tied down to your phone, tied down to your job, tied down to your relationship. When are you going to take control and be free? I don't know. Wait, can James come to the retreat? Well, I suppose he can. But are you sure his presence is healthy for you? I see so much potential in you. And I worry that you're throwing it away to be in this conventional society. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but I think it would just be better if he came. <sighs> All right. You just have so much ahead of you, and you haven't even started on your journey yet. Well, neither have you. We're like the same age. Shelley, 
How old do you think I am? I don't know, like 28. What if I told you that I'm 43? Oh my god, no fucking way. You have to be lying. Well, I'm not. You see, this is what I'm talking about. Expanding the mind and taking care of the body can prolong life. You haven't even started learning about all the ways we can become closer to our souls. This meditation retreat will be the next step for you. Okay, let me talk to James. Either way, I'm in. Okay, so you two went to this place then? Yeah. Hey babe, how was yoga? It was good. What do you want to do for dinner? I was thinking... How do you feel about going on a meditation retreat? A what? A meditation retreat for three weeks. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's really my thing. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. You're always talking about getting out of the city and how sick you are of being on your phone all the time for work. And it's at a beautiful place upstate and there are no phones allowed. Yeah, but how can I get three weeks off work just like that? Well, it's during my summer break, so you already have the time off. It's the perfect opportunity for us to do something different. Uh, I suppose that could be fun. And it will be. It's going to be full of interesting and wonderful people, and it'll give us a chance to really expand our minds. Let's go. All right, fine. I guess it wouldn't hurt to try something new. And where was it? I don't know. Somewhere upstate. You didn't drive there? No, they had someone come and pick us up. You didn't pay attention to any of the road signs, uh, check your phone, or anything like that? No. The retreat was a digital detox, so no phones were allowed. And we were asleep for the whole ride, too. They had some complimentary tea in the car. I guess it made us pretty sleepy. Okay, so you get to this place, and then what? We were taken to this huge lodge where all the other first-timers stayed. It was one big room full of beds, and it had showers and stuff like that. Were there a lot of other first-timers there too? There were maybe like 12 of us. We made friends with another couple who also knew Nadia, and a girl named Amy who also lived in Brooklyn. So these other first-timers, how did they hear about the retreat? Everyone knew someone at the retreat. A few of us knew Nadia from the same studio, no, different ones. And the others? Everyone else knew another permanent resident. Permanent resident? The permanent residents lived and traveled with the meditation group. They kind of took care of us and everything at the retreat. How did they do that? Oh, all kinds of different ways. They maintained the property, prepared food, taught us about their philosophy... Okay, so take me through a typical day at this retreat. Well, we would wake up at sunrise each day and have morning meditation. After that, we would have breakfast together in the mess hall or outside. Everything we ate was strictly vegan and organic. A lot of it they grew on the property. Then in the afternoon, we would go on nature walks or do yoga. There were a lot of trails in the forest and up the mountain nearby. There was also a nice lake to walk around. After that, we would have our afternoon meditation and then lunch, followed by a group therapy session before evening meditation and dinner. 
Jesus, this must have cost you guys a fortune. No, it was free. What? It didn't cost anything. It didn't seem strange to you that these people were housing you, feeding you, doing meditation and group therapy with you for three weeks without asking for any money. I don't know, it was invite only, so I thought, I don't know, money wasn't important. Okay, interesting. Tell me more about these permanent residents. Like I said, they lived and traveled with the group. They were extremely dedicated to their lifestyle. They had a strict vegan diet and practiced meditation intensely. Their spiritual philosophy was something they took very seriously as well. Enlighten me on this spiritual philosophy. Their thoughts on the soul were that it was the only thing in existence that was truly free. Everything else, our bodies, our thoughts, our society, had to adhere to some sort of rules or guidelines. They believed it was our duty on earth to prolong life, expand our minds, and become closer to the soul in order to ascend. Ascend? Reach the next level of consciousness. <sighs> Jeez Louise, tell me more. They wanted to do everything they could to live as long as possible. Eating the right food, relieving stress, meditation. And I think they were onto something because all of them were like 40 or 50 years old, but they looked me in Shelley's age. They also practiced freedom of thought which meant not conforming to societal norms. What do you mean, like laws? No, I mean like traditional relationships and stuff like that. In order to live freely, you had to free yourself from society's expectations. I'm listening. They all lived in a lodge near the hill. At night, they would all be there together as a group. And they were very open, sexually. How many permanent residents were there? About 30. And they only mingled with you in the day when they weren't having their slumber parties. Yeah, pretty much. So these people pretty much ran the whole show. No, the group was led by the Satguru. He was the founder of the group. He only appeared during the guided meditations. He was the leader because they all believed his spirituality was divine and that his life on earth was closest to the soul. All of the permanent residents thought that he was the only person who would be able to bring humanity to the next level of consciousness. And he lived in the lodge with the others. No, he lived in his own lodge, at the top of the hill. He lived there with seven other women. One of them was Nadia. <sighs> boy, oh boy, kid. Did none of this seem strange to you at all? Well, it did, but that's why we came, to experience something new, to see other people's way of life. Some way of life. You said earlier that you guys did group therapy sessions. Describe those to me. It was only for the first timers. We would gather in the Sun Temple, the place where we did all of our guided meditations as well and we took turns talking about sources of stress in our lives. The permanent residents gave us advice on how to use freedom of thought to eliminate them. A lot of people's stress had to do with their families or relationships. 
so they encouraged us to question these relationships and sever any ties to stress that we had. You must have heard some pretty interesting things in there. Who do you hear when you think about your stress, Amy? I don't know. When I think about it, I hear my father. What's he saying? He's telling me to come back. To come back home. Why does this cause you stress? Because I don't want to. I don't want to go home. I don't want to see my family disappointed. What do we say about these negative relationships? We must question them and free ourselves from them. Why? To prolong our lives and be closer to our souls. Yeah, I did. And these guided meditations took place in this sun temple as well. What were those like? The guided meditations were a lot more simple. They were very relaxing. We would just focus on letting go of all inhibition. Total freedom of thought. Without judgment or worry. At least the sun temple meditations were like that. There were others? Well, yeah. Once a week we would have a special meditation ceremony in the woods. At the moon temple. How were these different? Before the ceremony, we would drink a special herbal tea. The tea would help us relax and open our minds. In the temple, the moonlight would shimmer from the sky as we recited our prayer chants. There, all self-consciousness could be let go, and people could do whatever they wanted. A lot of people would kiss each other and touch each other, but only if they wanted to. No one had to do anything they didn't want. Wow, this just keeps getting better and better. At what point did things start to go sour for you, kid? I guess things started to seem a little off when I walked in on Amy packing her stuff. Amy, what are you doing? I'm getting out of here, man. Why? We just got here. Because it's just, it's just weird. I know it's a little different, but it's only been a week. You haven't really given it a shot yet. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for thinking outside of the box, but the kind of stuff that people are talking about in there is really freaking me out. They even got me saying all kinds of weird shit that I would never say. Well, maybe it's a good thing you're questioning them. Maybe that's what they want. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever it is, it's really got me feeling some kind of way. Especially after all that shit that happened last night. Yeah, I mean, this place is definitely interesting, but I think if you stay a little longer, you'll change your mind. That's exactly what I'm worried about. You know, she was right. Advice like that doesn't come from people who are trying to help you out. Yeah, I realize that now. That couldn't have been the only thing that put you off. There became a little bit of distance between me and Shelly, too. After Amy left, the permanent resident who was in charge of the kitchen, Astrid, started talking to Shelly about her and I's relationship. She told Shelly that being in a traditional relationship with me was oppressive because it meant she needed my approval to do all of the things that she wanted. Did you agree with that? Well, no. But I didn't think we wanted different things. 
until they invited her to their lodge one night. And she went. Mm, not at first. Astrid invited her after dinner one evening. When Shelley told me, I said, You're not thinking about doing it, are you? She said, No. But the next night, she changed her mind. James, I'm gonna go up there. What? Why? Because I want to. I'm sorry if it upsets you, but if I want to do something, I should just do it. But what if they're doing weird stuff up there and they want you to join in? I'll only do what I want to do. They wouldn't make me do something I don't want to. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know, James. And I'm sick of not knowing. I want to be free, and I feel like you don't want me to be. When she came back the next morning, she wouldn't tell me what went on there. When I asked if she had sex with anyone, she told me that my ideas of sex and love didn't even matter, because my mind was so closed. I feel for you, kiddo. A girl told me the same thing one time. Turns out she did have sex with somebody. What happened between you two after that? There was a lot of distance between us. She spent more and more time with the permanent residents, and I just mainly stuck with the first-timers. Where was this Nadia woman during all this? She stayed with Satguru and the other women. We only saw them during the guided meditations, but during those we weren't allowed to talk. What about these moon temple meditations? Was she there? Yes, she was. But there we couldn't talk either. You could only use your body to communicate. <sighs> it must have drove you crazy seeing your girlfriend use her body to communicate. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. But at that place, I don't know. I was thinking about things a lot differently. Things that would have bothered me before didn't as much there. It was like I was under some kind of spell. We all were. I think your friend Amy had the right idea getting out early. You didn't just want to leave at any point? I did, but I also didn't. It's this strange feeling of not wanting to walk away from something unique and different. You feel special being a part of it. So you don't want to give it up. Because you don't know if you'll ever have it again. So, no, I guess I didn't want to leave. Not until the night Nadia came to our room. Why? What happened? She said, Shelly, come with me. He wants to see you. And Shelly went with her, up to Satguru's lodge. She didn't come back for three days. I thought about leaving the whole time she was gone, but when she came back, she convinced me to stay. What did she say? And the retreat was coming to an end, and she told me that the final moon temple ceremony would be special. Very special. I asked her why, and she just said, it would make this whole experience worth it. So then the night came, and we all got ready to go to the moon temple. We drank the herbal tea, but this time it was different. It was a lot stronger. Shelly wasn't with us either, but I had a feeling she was the reason why this ceremony would be so special. We walked through the woods and into the temple, where Satguru sat in front of everyone with the seven women. 
This time we didn't do a guided meditation. This ceremony was more like a group therapy for the first timers. He called us up one by one and had each person talk about their deepest fears and insecurities. Some people went up and acknowledged the sources of stress in their lives and what they would do to separate from them. For most of them it meant cutting ties with their families or their friends. They then pledged their devotion to the group and vowed to spend their lives expanding the mind and becoming closer to the soul. Others went up and cried, admitting how scared they were to separate from conventional life and that they couldn't do it. They were then led away and told not to come back to the group. At this point I was really feeling the effects of the tea. Then, Satguru called me up. Close your eyes. Now, tell us your name. My name is James. Why did you come here, James? I wanted a new experience. To learn more about myself and others. You claim that you want to learn more, yet you hold on to your old, conventional ways. Why? Because it's all I know. It's hard for me to let go of everything all at once. Why is it hard? What are you afraid of? I don't know. Being alone. Why does this loneliness make you scared? What do you see when you're all alone? I see nothing. I see... I... I see my mother. What does she say? She doesn't say anything. She's just walking away. Call to her. Tell her to come back. She doesn't want to. She's too sad here. Why is she sad? She's not happy with my father. She doesn't want to be with him. She wants someone else. Don't let your conditioned sadness keep you enslaved. I can't. I can't let her go. James, open your eyes. Who do you see? Standing in front of me was Shelly. She was just right there, with no clothes on, looking at me. Who do you see, James? Shelly. My girlfriend. No. She's your mother. The source of your sadness. No. It's Shelly. Look again. She is your mother. As I looked at her intensely, I wanted to open my mouth and say something, but I couldn't. Then her face changed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. My heart dropped and I was paralyzed, staring at my mother, staring back at me. All the sadness and loneliness I felt, being abandoned, left alone, came rushing back all at once. Rid yourself of this sadness, James. Cut your ties to the life you once knew. Just then, Nadia approached me with a knife. She handed it to me and told me to be strong. Release yourself from this unnecessary burden. Ascend to the next level of existence. Be free. Kill your 
mother. I held the knife, looking at my mother, her eyes peering into me. I felt so weak, so small. She said, do it, kill me. I didn't want to, but I was so sad and scared. I didn't want to be anymore. I just wanted to be free from it. Sadhguru kept saying, Kill your mother. Release yourself. Then I started to panic. Kill your mother. Didn't know what was happening. Release yourself. Just wanted it to stop. Kill your mother. So I, I plunged the knife into her stomach. Be free. In that moment, I felt such a sense of relief. But it didn't last. I looked down on the floor and saw Shelly holding her stomach and coughing up blood. Before I could even think about what I'd just done, the others began to creep in closer. And then... Oh, God. What? What happened? They... They cut open her neck and... And started drinking her blood. They went into a frenzy like... Like wild animals. Drinking from her neck, bathing in it, kissing each other. Holy shit, kid. So you're saying that your girlfriend, Shelly got killed. Yeah, yeah, she did. She got killed. Jesus, by me. I, I killed her. I killed Shelly. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? Hey, hey, kid, kid, it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. Listen, you're doing the right thing by telling me this, okay? Look, I think you're a good kid, and you're being honest with me. And that's a good thing. If you did anything wrong, I promise you that we will do everything we can to help you legally. But if you want us to protect you, I'm going to need your full cooperation, okay? <sighs> okay. Hey, can we bring in that missing persons file we talked about earlier? Okay. So what happened next, kid? I woke up in the first-timer's cabin. The sun was out, and I was the only person in there. I got up and went to walk out the door, but it was locked. The windows were all nailed shut, and I was stuck in there. All I could do was sit in there and think about what happened. I was sure about what I did and what I saw, but it all felt like a crazy dream. I had no idea what would happen next, and then Nadia walked in. Good morning, James. How are you feeling today? I'm okay, I guess. You should be feeling amazing. Your life as a free soul begins today. I'm not sure what to think about last night. Last night was a miracle for humanity. Shelley saved your soul by sacrificing her body. And for that, she will ascend to the next level of consciousness. But I... But you now have freedom to live as you should. Free from fear, free from guilt. You never have to be lonely again. You belong with us now. I just want to go home. You can't just go home, James. Think of everything everyone here has done for you. We are now bound by blood. This is your new home now. Okay. Tell me. What will you do with your new life? 
I will expand the mind, prolong life, and become closer to the soul. Perfect. I'm glad to have you with us. I knew they would never let me leave, so I had to convince them that I was committed to the group. Eventually, they let me out, and I stayed there, working, for about another week, as I planned my escape. How did you do it? Every morning I was asked to go out to the garden and pick vegetables for our meals. I was always accompanied by another permanent resident, because it was a lot of food to carry, and so they could keep an eye on me. One morning, when it was time to get the vegetables for the day, no one was available to go with me. Astrid, the woman in charge of the kitchen, told me to wait until someone was free. I said that I could go get everything we needed by myself, and I could take more than one trip if I had to. She reluctantly agreed and told me not to go far. I went outside and started picking the vegetables we needed. Astrid watched closely and didn't take her eyes off me at all as she washed the dishes and stacked them next to the sink. I had the first batch of vegetables in my sack and brought them back to the kitchen. I'll be right back with the others, I said to Astrid, as she put the dishes away. She stared at me from the kitchen window while she cut the vegetables. She barely looked away. I brought the last batch in and said, here you go. Astrid inspected the vegetables in the bag and said, you forgot the carrots. Oh, sorry, I replied, and told her I'd be right back. I went back out a third time. And as I picked the carrots, there was Astrid, eyes locked on me from the kitchen window. I wanted to just run right then and there, but I knew this wasn't my chance. Right as I thought that, I heard a screeching yelp from the kitchen. Astrid was looking down at the cutting board. She lifted her bloody hand and grabbed her wrist as she rushed away to wrap it up with something. I turned around and ran as fast as I could into the woods. I kept running and running and I didn't stop. I was so scared they were going to catch me and kill me. So I ran for hours until I felt like my legs were going to fall off. That's when I heard the cars. I stumbled out onto the highway. I couldn't believe my luck when I saw a state trooper parked outside the breakdown lane. I ran to him and begged him for help. And then he brought me here. Holy hell, kid. You're very lucky to be alive. I'm going to show you a few pictures, and I want you to tell me if you recognize any of these people. You know these two? Yeah, that was the other couple at the retreat. What about this guy? He was there too. He had a hard time at the final ceremony, so he went home. Oh yeah? What about her? Oh my god. That's Amy. The one you said that left a week into it, right? Yeah, that's her. Why are you showing me these? All of these people have been missing for over a month. Most of them had mentioned that they were going to a meditation retreat that didn't allow phones, and they would be back in a few weeks. When they didn't come back at the time they were supposed to, family and friends grew concerned. On top of that, all their bank accounts have been drained which suggests foul play. No one knew exactly where they went or who to contact. 
but now with you showing up, there's a shred of hope. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Here's one more for you. You recognize her? That's Shelly. I'm sorry, James. She's been reported missing, too. And her bank account was emptied yesterday. Oh, God. I know this is hard for you. But if you want to catch the people responsible and make sure this doesn't happen to anyone again, I'm going to need you to tell me everything you know. Okay. Do you have any idea where this place was or what it was near? No. All I was told was that it was somewhere upstate. It was a huge property with six buildings. The two temples, three lodges, and open-air mess hall. It was near a mountain and a lake. And this was about three or four hours on foot, outside Whitehall where you were picked up. Yeah, I guess. Did you have to cross a river before you got to the highway? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm gonna send a team of officers up to Whitehall to try and figure out where this place is. Because of the nature of your confession, we're gonna detain you for 24 hours and see if we can find any evidence on your claims. And don't worry. We'll get you your own cell with a nice place to lay down. You're doing the right thing telling us what happened, James. I just want this all to be over. Get a good night's sleep. I'll check in on you in the morning. Hey there, kiddo. How'd you sleep? Fine, I suppose. Good. So we're pretty certain we found the place you were talking about. It has the three lodges, the two temples, one of them in the woods, the mess hall, the lake, and the mountain. Is this the place? Yeah. This is the exact place. Where was it? Well, it wasn't in upstate New York. It was actually in Vermont, right on the other side of the border. When you ran away, you ran west, and crossed over the Poultney River back into New York State. Did you find the missing people there? No. We didn't find anybody there. The place was like a ghost town. We even searched the area for bodies or remains, but got nothing. We did find what we think is blood residue in that temple in the woods. They cleaned that place pretty good, but a sample is at the lab being tested. Oh my god. So now what? Now we let you out of here and you go home. What? Why? Basically, what you've told me is that you think you've murdered your girlfriend while under the influence of psychoactive drugs. When the fact is, we don't know if that's true or not. Maybe she's off somewhere with the cult. Maybe she ran off with a new boyfriend. Maybe you really did kill her. But as it stands, we have no body, no witnesses, and no other testimonies correlating to what you told us, so we can't charge you with anything. No. No, this is crazy. What I saw was real. That place was real. You went there yourself. I know. And I believe you. But in terms of evidence proving illegal activity, we got nothing. So you're free to go until we find something. So now what do I do? Honestly, if I were you, Go home, get some rest, and lay off the yoga for a little while. 